everybody, and welcome to the BFA Life Podcast. My co-host Josh and I are excited to talk to Kat today. Kat is a senior. This is her second year at BFA and is most recently coming from Malta. Okay, so um, I'm from Kentucky and Tennessee. My dad's from Kentucky and my mom's from Tennessee. But I grew up my whole life from five months old on the island of Malta, and I went to the public school there. So I spoke Maltese and English, and I also studied um, some Italian and some Arabic, but I lived there my whole life, which is kind of abnormal um, for a BFA student to have lived in one spot. I mean, we moved mm. houses, but... Yeah. was tiny, so it wasn't really that big of a change. Um, so I'm kind of weird in the sense that I've never actually <laughs> moved countries, which is ironic. But um, what got me to BFA was I realized um, I was nearing the end of my like school in Malta because there you graduate at 16. Um, hmm. And I had no idea what I should do after because I was thinking for the first time oh if I do want to go to school in the states I don't know anything like what is what is a junior (laughs) what is a sophomore (laughs) what what's Mm. a GPA (laughs) like kind of things like that and I had never taken American history or American English um so I had heard of BFA from friends and I thought about going to school in Malta as well but I decided um after looking into it and knowing about it from other IMB kids who had gone there that it really interested me and I really wanted to go because I've always wanted to go to boarding school not because I don't love my uh, home or my family and I enjoyed growing up in Malta but um, it's always excited me because I love people and new things and adventures and Mm. I just thought it'd be a lot of fun and so I went to my parents and I was like hey you guys know about Black Forest Academy (laughs) from you know other mission kid parents Hmm. can I apply (laughs) and so I was like 15 when I asked them and they were like you know this was not on our radar kind of um but sure so we thought about it prayed about it and ended up applying which took a while had to turn in essays and find things and um take injections and all the fun stuff but eventually (laughs) (laughs) after what seemed like forever turned in our things um and for some reason i'd convinced myself that i wouldn't get in so i was like no i mean what are the odds you know this is not not gonna happen so i didn't tell any of my friends really that i was possibly going to germany um until i got accepted and then all of a sudden i was like oh my goodness i am it's really happening. Yeah, yeah. I'm moving soon. No, cool. <laughs> and so then <coughs> I had to tell my friends, like we were talking and they were like, oh, we're going to higher secondary here or things like that. And where are you going? I said Black Forest Academy. And they're like, we haven't heard of that. I'm like, well, it's in Germany. Um, so I had to <laughs> say goodbye, pack up all my stuff and come to the school. And I had gotten to visit this school um, before deciding to come here, which was really cool. And... I visited Palm and I visited House Jesse. Mm-hmm. Um, and at House Jesse, I met this 
really sweet girl um, who talked to me about running. She was like, do you run? In my mind, I was like, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's like, well, we need, we need another cross-country runner if you come. And so in my mind, I was going, no way. <laughs> um, but I ended up getting into house Jesse and that girl was my roommate and that girl is the least fan parent. And I did really run cool. cross country two years now. Um, mm. So it was really cool to see how it turned out that the person yeah. I visited was my roommate. Oh yeah. That's really cool. We also actually you didn't know it at that point. Yeah, no, I had no really idea. Cool. I wasn't even, I actually was going to be in Palm. Okay. Or at least I put that as my first option. Yeah. And for those of you listening, she's talking about Palm and house Jesse. Those are two of our dorms. Oh yeah. Yeah. It took me so, so long to just in case names. there's somebody out there that <laughs> isn't familiar, uh, yeah, I just thought I'd clear that up. Yeah, it's a it's a common thing. I don't know if people necessarily realize this that it's a decently common thing for the kid to go to their parents and say, "I have found this school. I want to go here because this place looks awesome, and I want to be involved in sports yeah. or music or whatever." And they're the ones that initiate, saying, "I want to go here. I want to live in the dorm, mm-hmm. and I want to be a part of this," rather mm-hmm. than the other way around. I mean, that I'm sure that happens as far as just necessity for education. But yeah, I think the misconception with boarding schools is that the kids are dragged here or they're just like dropped off and left, you know? Um, but I think, so for me, like I have an older sister and she came here first. And when we brought her up here and just when, when I saw it, like I was like, Oh my gosh, I cannot wait to come to this place. Um, so that's really cool that you initiated that and you like talk to your parents and um it just makes it like it's cool to know that you wanted to be here you're here because you wanted to Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um and out of necessity too i mean the whole education thing that's that's huge you know it's going to prepare you for college better than schools back in malta yeah but um tell us more about malta i mean i i hear it's this island out in the middle of the mediterranean (laughs) and it seems really cool but what do you um, what do you love about Malta? Goodness. Okay. Um what do I love about Malta? Or hate about it? Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no. What's um, your what's your perspective? Malta I think is definitely like probably the place I would call home, which is one of those like words that everyone's like, "Ah, home. <laughs> what is that?" But um It's okay to have a home. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it's not good a, to have. That's not a bad thing. But um I I guess just being familiar with it is, I don't know. Let me see. Hold on. I'm trying to think. So what if somebody that's never been to Malta, how would you describe it? Okay. So Malta is like a blend of North Africa, Italy, England, which is oh. a weird Interesting. sounding blend. But... Um, so the language itself is a Semitic language. It's the only language, Semitic language, to be written with a Latin alphabet. So it's a weird mix. It's mainly Arabic with a bit of Italian and English thrown in. Um, wow. And so a lot of people, they speak that and English. They're bilingual at least. But a lot of them also speak Italian because there are a lot of Italians because we're so close to Sicily. And there are also a lot of Arabic speakers because we're so close to North Africa. Um, and then... We were under British rule until 1964, I believe. So there's a lot of British influence as well. So the school I went to, um, 
was it was a Maltese public school, but that means it was also Catholic, and I wore a tie and a blazer every day, and oh, wow. um, like I did my O levels, my GCSEs, and things. Huh. So, um, it's, yeah, it is a weird mix. The buildings are like flat roofed, made of lime limestone. It's not super green, like we have a lot of cactuses or cacti and <laughs> um, rocks and lizards and <laughs> the sea, of course. Lots of beaches mm. that are cool to find, and you find caves in the side. And no, what do you really what do you miss the most? What I miss the most? Hmm. I mean, I feel like I have to say people first mm. because I do like miss my family and friends I. Um, have there but i also i also do miss like just i guess understanding because i'm i'm not maltese like there is that I'm, i'll never be completely maltese but i'm very familiar like i understand the language and i know where to walk to get to this place and things and i don't have that here um i I'm learning German <laughs> and I know where to walk around Condren because that's not very huge place, yeah. but, um, yeah. And I, I do actually really like the sea a lot, which is good because I'm surrounded by it. So if I didn't like it, that'd be a bit of a problem. Mm -hmm. But, um, so that is nice to be able to go. Mm. That's awesome. So, um, coming to BFA, was it everything that you hoped for? Like when you saw BFA, you were like, wow, I want to go there. Like what are the ways that you've seen that you've grown while being here? Um, whether it's spiritually, academically, um, relationally, like what are the, what are the things that you've seen that have been benefits from, from being here? I think the, well, I can think of so many things at once that it's kind of hard to choose one to start with. But I think the one I have to start with is the community because um, I I did have relationships in Malta, like friendships and um, people I looked up to, but there was also a lot of like, it was mainly like, there, there, weren't, there weren't people with the same similar beliefs and um, a lot of people weren't as caring, not in a bad way. Like the Maltese mm. people are nice, but they're also very direct and harsh and not, they are, but they're also very kind. So it's not like, mm. it's just a different way of living that I had never experienced um, before that, especially in school, because I did have some good teachers growing up. Again, they weren't all bad, but I also had some very bad teachers. And so um, going from a place where I immediately felt like, oh, you know, kind mm. of what can I like, this could be very bad. Um, walking into a classroom and here when I, think of a teacher I don't think oh I think someone who actually cares um so I think community and just being able to look up to people because also like I feel like I did a lot of trying to look after other people coming here and finding people who ha who like would look after me or friend friendships that go both ways was amazing mm -hmm. and I feel like I've formed closer friendships with people here in the first year and a half than I ever did with peers in Malta. Wow. Uh -huh. Not necessarily, like, not necessarily because anyone did anything bad in Malta. It's just, um, mm -hmm. I can relate to a lot of the people here. Uh -huh. And 
I don't know. So that's like one of the biggest areas I've grown in is learning how to have a friendship that goes both ways. Um, which, yeah, I, I never really realized how my relationships in Malta weren't super deep <laughs> um, until I came here because there was nothing to compare it to, really. Mm, yeah. And so I thought I was fine. And I, I was fine where I was. But, um, like, coming here, I realized I was often so, like, so tired and, like, always thinking about, oh, now I have to, you know, help this person or be wary of this yeah. teacher or you were just giving 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 and not being poured into as yeah, much yeah as much I, there yeah. were definitely like people in the church or my yeah. family yeah but sure. it was m- more of a giving 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 and not really receiving mm. has that been more That's in the dorm environment or the school on campus environment where you've kind of experienced this growth um well i need to say both yeah but um because coming from Coming from what sounds like, you know, what, how you're describing the community and style of friendships and all of that. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> boom, you're living in a dorm where yeah. you're constantly seeing your same girlfriends like yeah. every day, all day. Friendships you go have meals quickly. with them. You, oh, yeah. It's just like this intense relational overload. Um, yeah. And was that, were you excited about that or was that like a huge shift for you? Well, I went from having two younger brothers li- living with them to mm-hmm. living with 11 sisters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so one of the funniest moments that we <laughs> kind of managed to get to know each other was the first day of school. I had met my roommate, which, okay, I'm going to go on a tangent here. So huh. my roommate from Slovakia and South Africa went to a summer camp in America and met my friend that grew up in Malta with me. And Whoa. now we both go to school in Germany. Whoa. And so... <laughs> Mind blown. I know. I was like, what, what? When we made that connection, it was crazy. But uh-huh. um, so the first day of school, um, the fire alarm went off at like five in the morning. There wasn't oh, an actual really? fire. Somebody was baking cookies but again. <laughs> for some reason, it must have ran out of batteries or something. And so I woke up thinking, oh my goodness, I just got here and now it's going to burn. <laughs> so I was like, ah. Um, and then we all like were in our pajamas outside for a little bit. And I looked around and I was like, these are the people I'm going to be living with. And so then... Um, a very humbling and bare moment. For <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it was great. Like, I I don't even remember. It was, it's hard to remember the before we got to know each other just because of how close we became. But um, I remember thinking, wow, everyone is so interesting. <laughs> like, what in the world? Because huh. we had so many different... Um, cultures and countries represented and languages spoken and um mm-hmm. traditions to learn and mm-hmm. just a bunch of stories that we got to swap and know each other better from and i also had a lot of questions about the school and um life here for returning students and they got to explain a lot mm-hmm. and i remember <laughs> now i get teased about it um but i remember thinking like am i allowed to leave my room to go to breakfast like do i wait do they do i have to like do we have a what happens and i remember asking like elise can i can i close the door or things like that like i don't i didn't know what to do i was like because i was didn't know how strict it was going to be because i was used to the very like kind of strict slash controlling bfa dress code is is nothing compared to what you're coming from compared to a kneeling skirt and a blazer but um and it and it wasn't that it was more of a we want your like 
like your spirit to be in a good place of like yeah this um, is your home like yeah exactly so um last year and this year living with people it's been really really good so Hmm. it's been better than i expected i don't know i didn't really have any expectations because i just had no idea i was a very confused person (laughs) at the beginning of the school year (laughs) last year um it was cool the amount of freedom i had that i didn't picture having and um it's true that there are definitely like tough things about living with people as well because you do get tired of people sometimes Mm -hmm. or you find yourself getting irritable or frustrated or something but then especially after living with them for a while you realize it's just like you would get irritated at your family or something that's cool that's really good i think it's good to have learned that here Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. kat are you able to talk a little bit about what your parents do i don't know how how much you're able to go into detail but can you give us a little background into what they've been? Because they've been in Malta for quite some time now, mm-hmm. clearly. What are they up to? <laughs> so my parents work with the International Mission Board, and they've been there for 21, 22 years. Um, they went for two years. Oh. And, then <laughs> and then they were like, huh. Like, uh-huh. you know, they tried to learn some of the language and, and they were like, well, there's no way we're going to be able to do everything we want to do in two years. And so when they got asked by the IMB, like, hey, do you want to actually, you know, be career mis- missionaries? They were like, yeah, we'll pray about it. And then they were like the next day, they're like, OK, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we're yeah, going to live later. Here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so then <clears throat> they decided they I'm very impressed, especially now. I feel like I didn't appreciate them as much when I was younger, but they really worked to learn as much as they could about the island um they or country they uh went to language lessons and it's not a super easy language especially since everyone's bilingual for the most part Mm -hmm. so very few foreigners bother to learn it because they're like well it's only helpful on this tiny island um you know and they speak english but my parents wanted to be able to have conversations with people in their heart language so they got tutored and managed to learn Maltese and it's really funny because my mom is um or my mom and dad are really good at it my mom especially um sometimes people ask her for help with the Maltese language and I'm like this is just funny but um my dad still has his accent his American accent which I people love but um because of that I'm gonna keep talking about language for a little bit before I move on but because they learned the language to this day I've seen it my whole life. People ask them, like, why would you do that to yourself? And then they're like, well, <laughs> you see, a God. <laughs> and, and, like, explain how huh. um, how they just feel this love for people. But they also um, decided to make it a point to try to drive all, like, all around Malta, learn how to get around. So they, um, they often give directions. Again, it's kind of funny. Um, because they wanted to be able to know, okay, this is how to get there and there and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what they do, they do a lot of things, but we work primarily with a local church called Canisia Evangelica Batista. Um, and my dad helps preach and my mom helps with children's and women's ministry and worship and my dad also helps with sound. And so mm. they kind of just do whatever. They also manage to keep the building, like, all right. They do a bunch of, like, 
Auden and jobs. My dad's um, starting small groups um, <clears throat> and Bible studies in different parts of the island. We've had a couple of baptisms, um, three or four or five, like a lot recently of older people, like wow. older people that he's started conversations with and they're like, wow, you speak Maltese. And um, he asks them about, because Malta's um, primarily Catholic, but it's very traditional Catholic. And so he'll ask them questions about it and things. And then they'll start thinking, oh, actually, and they'll start exploring their own faith using their Bible. So, cause at first they're wary, like, you know, are you going to change something or whatever? He just like has good conversation with people. And he also helps with, um, he'll help get groceries for people who are shut in or things like that. Mm -hmm. He'll help. He finds a way to, um, reach out to those who don't have other people. My mom also welcomes in college students to our house a lot. Um, and invites them over to eat when they don't have a family with them. Um, so there's just a, a lot, also especially recently. So my brother, um, my little brother Nathan, has epilepsy. And so because of that, um, he also has some learning issues. Um, so we ended up moving him from public school. Miraculously, we're managing somehow to afford, bless the IMB, um, the private school yeah. he's going to, the Quality Schools International um, in Malta. But... Because of that, all of a sudden, my parents have so many friends that are in a whole nother, like, sphere of, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like, or another whole nother social class, kind of, we're getting to know a lot of very wealthy people, and my mom has been able to, like, form deep friendships with um, other women who might have, you know, like, a pool and, a, like, a butler or something, but then it doesn't mean your problems go away. If anything, it increases mm -hmm. it. So yeah. that's been a whole nother, like interesting mm -hmm. kind of, wow, you know, um, opportunity to reach out to people. And also my mom has advocated a lot for health, um, for specifically epilepsy. And, um, she's helped write a book that was published about it. And she has spoken to the president, um, of Malta, about it and she has been on tv a few times my dad's also spoken um talking about our church to different people in politics and they're just very involved and mm. um have gained so much respect from everyone i feel like a lot of people if you tell them if you talk long enough with them they'll probably know my dad or my mom just because my dad is kind of known as the american that speaks maltese mm. and um he's so and my mom and my dad are both just so interested in other people and love caring for them that um, people automatically seem wow. to respect and like That's them. That's really cool. So wow. They do a lot. That was a really long answer, but long story short, no, they it's do a an lot. No, it's incredible because I'm, I'm listening to you and like, I feel like this goes unsaid or unappreciated sometimes where like growing up, okay, so everybody in the room right now, Nathan, Josh, me, and Kat we're all missionary kids. Okay. And I just feel like we don't talk enough about how pivotal and how integral the missionary kid is to the, the parents mission, like what they're, what they're doing, their ministry. Mm -hmm. And just to hear you talk about like how you've observed the methodology they've used of, yeah, we're going to learn the language cause it's their heart language. And that's going to be an avenue through which yeah. we can reach people for Christ and you know um and just how they've rooted themselves in the community and gone through 
the effort, like just the fact that you've observed those things and you can, um, and you've been a part of those things. Like that's incredible experience that you have. Um, and I just feel like they were so wise when they went on the field. Yeah. And they really started off on a good foot and that's why they've been able to be there for 22 yeah. years. Um, and influence as many lives as they have. Um, so that's incredible. That's like, wow. I think it's also because I have um, seen or heard of a lot of stories where people come in and they have more of the, we're going to teach mm-hmm. you kind of um, mm-hmm. kind of hero complex type of mm-hmm. attitude. And it just doesn't work properly. And I don't think that's the way we're supposed to approach Amen. people. So. Amen, sister. Um, yeah, I think just <laughs> that's awesome. appreciating the way my parents yeah. have managed to respect people and just love people. They've done they've done a good example of relational ministry and being there for for so long and something so simple like learning a language and being very clear about why and I commend them for helping you understand as well mm-hmm. what your parents do and why. I think that's a a common thing for a lot of MKs and I'll throw myself into this mix of until you're much farther down the road, not really being able to reiterate what exactly your parents do. Usually it's kind of a, uh, they work in a church or something. (laughs) And that's like, that's your understanding and that's it. And it's Mm -hmm. cool to see you see the heart behind it, the reason behind it, their process of even involved in with IMB and all these, all these kind of pieces. It's, it's cool to see you really fully understand why they're doing what they're doing. And they were really good at um, getting me involved and my little yeah, brothers. That's great. So we'll help with like, we've done everything from like puppeteering yeah, um, cool. to washing cars to, <laughs> I was a Sunday school teacher to hmm. um, just reaching out to be like, um, we've just done so much um, yeah. with them. Yeah. How old are, how old are your brothers? Yeah. Thomas is 15 and Nathan's 11. Okay. So cool. Do you think Thomas will come here at some point? Or? Hopefully. I think okay. he, I think he's definitely interested in it. He's a little bit more of like a homebody yeah. kind of um, okay. yeah. calm like person, but um, he is very interested, I think. And so if we're able to afford it, then hopefully, but I don't know about that because huh. yeah. That's awesome. We'll see. Is there something during your time here at BFA that you have realized, wow, I'm really passionate about this. Like I've seen you uh, do incredible performances um, in the drama. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Oh, thank you. You, uh, you were in Fiddler on the Roof, right? Mm-hmm. And um, that was she just... Was in, she was in the Helen Keller one too. Oh, really? I didn't see that one. I should have. It was awesome. Oh, thank um, you. Is that something that is like a new thing for you? Like drama is like a new thing or is, did that start growing at BFA or is that ha- always been an interest or? So before coming here, I um, was interested in a lot of things growing up and I did a little bit of basketball and I did a little bit of different things. I, I always like to tell people that my dad coached the uh, MBA, Malta Basketball Association. <laughs> um, but anyway, I do think um, one of the biggest kind of, I don't know what you'd call it. Uh, interests. Interests. There, yeah. you go, there you go. Um, that I got to grow here 
or have gotten to go here would be theater probably mm-hmm. last year i actually i was interested i was kind of on the fence because i also wanted um i had just finished sports so i was like oh free time this is great but i decided why not uh, i think this is cool i didn't know anything about fiddler on the roof when i auditioned um and then i had to miss my callback because i was retaking a math quiz and so i thought if i get in you know i'll be like I don't know what I'll be like a tree. <laughs> and then um, I ended up getting the part of Saito, which was really interesting reading the script. And I was going, oh, 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 I get married. Oh, wow. <laughs> I have a baby. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of fun. And my family got to come watch it. That's cool. And so learning so oh, much cool. about um, theater has been a lot of fun. And especially this year, I, um, I have. Uh, I took Miss Rumbaugh's class intro to acting and that I just learned a lot more about how to be a better actor and what goes on um, in a show. And I, I like that um, the performance arts and I like the, the um, stories you can tell using it. So especially this year's show um, was such an amazing um, production to be a part of and to be cast as Anne Sullivan was Hmm. like, crazy once i found that out i was like what um you crushed it I, you really yeah. did <laughs> thanks no um and it was an it was a crazy story so i went from oh it'll be nice to be in the play to, oh, i can't mess this up kind of like um so i had to i mm. learned a lot because of it i um did research her and i had to write a paper kind of thing um and um so there was a lot of kind of head knowledge that I had to learn yeah. before even all of the lines. And a lot of the lines were to a deafblind child. Um, so there was a lot of <laughs> like yeah. memorizing with awkward pauses and a lot, I had to um, mm. spell a lot of things. You and would be quite literally carrying the conversation. Yeah. The two, <laughs> the two of you. So yeah. uh, as I was practicing lines, like in between classes or things, I'm sure people saw me in Bible or study hall, <laughs> like I would be reading the lines, but then my hands would be like, like making <laughs> all the letters um, and then fight scenes as well. I had never done those before. And so that, that was kind of fun uh, learning how to, you know, not hurt someone <laughs> as you carry them across the stage or mm. force feed them eggs. And, you know, it was just a crazy um, wow. production. I have to say, go Carolyn, my Helen. But um, <laughs> that's so great. It's really cool. Also choir. I, I forgot about that, but like choir has been really fantastic this year and we got to go to um, Budapest for ACSI in Hungary and it was like being a part of a choir. Again, I feel like it's the being a part of something bigger um, that's really cool and mm. I enjoy that a lot. So, yeah. Well, Kat, listening to you talk um, and I'm looking over at Nathan like, wow. <laughs> Like, everything you're saying, I'm just like, whoa, this girl is awesome. Um, just like, okay, so if I'm the voice of BFA, I'm going to um, just take on that authority right now. Okay. And just, wow, I'm so honored to have you here. And just have you be a part of this community. And I just, I'm sitting in front of a well-rounded, well-spoken, um, Christ-like, mature young woman and she's coming through our doors every day and getting shaped into who she's going to be after she leaves here, which is going to be an incredible person. And we get to be a part of that as BFA. And it's just, yeah, 
I'm so like in awe of you. I think you're like miles ahead of where I was <laughs> in high school. <laughs> um, but it's such a it's such a blessing to hear your story and realize that like speaking from a staff perspective, like this is what it's all about. Like these are the types of families that we want to empower. Um, these are the type of students that we want to see come out of this place and move on to the next phase. Um, and you go girl. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I do have to say I would not be the same person if I didn't come to BFA. I know that sounds cheesy and like it's part of a commercial, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> we did you're, not pay you're a walking, this. you're a walking, <laughs> no, no. breathing example of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, cool. so wow. I'm very thankful, especially for the staff, um, and fellow students, but just having people I can go to at all times pretty much and I've had so many wonderful conversations with so many people um and like friends so mm. yeah well thank you BFA <laughs> Kat thanks for coming in no problem yeah we really appreciate you taking out time out of your schedule giving up a study hall to come into our <laughs> little office and talk to us <laughs> no problem it's been a it's been a pleasure I'll be, I'll be honest and say I don't fully know how to follow up what Kat was talking about where when she was here I felt like she was almost the adult in the room. She had such a good <laughs> understanding of what was going on and why our parents were doing what they're doing and I, mm. I wish that for all of the students here because I mm. think it then opens up the possibilities of understanding where they can go in missions or do or even the idea of this is what living intentionally as far as language or just how you carry yourself in a community whether it's in your home culture or not this is how to make yourself available yeah yeah it's almost like cat's parents need to teach a seminar to missionary parents because I don't think I had grasped as much as she has when I was in high school. Um, I respected my parents. Um, I, you know, I think meeting MKs, you experience the whole gamut. There's MKs that are just, they want nothing to do now with the missionary field because it was such a damaging thing or a frustrating thing or, like, let's be honest, it's not the best um, experience for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you find those like Kat, where she's on board, she understands, and I just, I'd love to be a fly on the wall during her growing up years, listening to her parents and how they handled transition and cultural uh, differences and you can tell that they were conscious about the philosophy of how they carried out raising children on the field and how they just carried out their ministry in general. Um, it just seems sustainable. It seems, um, healthy. And yeah, now thinking as a parent of young boys, I'm raising MKs now. Like that's the nature of it for me right now. And so it just gets my mind spinning about how am I going to raise my kids? Um, to be able to, to be able to thrive. I agree. 
with <laughs> all of all of that. <laughs> Did you ever feel pressured by your parents? Like, we are a missionary family. We grew up, you know, you grew up on the mission field and now go to school and become a missionary. Was that ever a thing? Or did you feel that pressure? Maybe it wasn't verbalized, but to go go be a missionary while I was living, or go to seminary. Like this is your destiny, and... Nathan. Oh, we're missionaries. The pecs are and missionaries. You should, you should carry on that that piece. Yeah. No, not not really. I I am, I guess, a third generation missionary, and so I, my both my grandparents and my parents were. And so in some respects, not that it was ever expected, I never felt that, and especially because my training is more on the business side of things versus the uh, traditional missionary route. I I don't think that was ever expected, um, but then it's fun to see how, kind of like I said earlier, you can you can get a better understanding of how missions can be so much more than just Pastors and church planners, that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, my and the work that my parents were doing was so much more driven by technology and training and mm-hmm. mentorship and all those kind of pieces that are more my alley. And to get a better understanding of even the folks that live live here or don't even work at BFA but are in the community, BFA supports so many families here who are doing admin work or accounting or anything like that. And you can see how regardless of whatever they do as a day job, they can be effective and they can be sometimes the ones that are more effective at building a relationship with a kid or being in that right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of a, the idea, why, why do you have to go somewhere overseas to be a missionary? And the chances are, if you're not effective where you are planted already, going overseas is not going to change that. I, I remember joking with, with my wife once where, we were, we were playing with the idea of, oh, it'd be fun to go to India. And we were living in the Twin Cities at the time. And the nature of where we were living in the building with being so close to the 3M headquarters, there were tons of Indian families. And I sat there and it's like, India has come to us. Like, that's that's not a why, why do we have to do it in the way that is traditionally thought of. Mm. Um, and it was just, it didn't uh, admittedly, change the way that I necessarily operated, but it was a very living example of reminding me there is more than one way to go about this. And we as the body of Christ need to live out that in the way that we give of our time and the way that we give of our resources. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really good. Placing the emphasis as a missionary parent on being the church rather than going and being a career vocational missionary. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, I don't know how many missionary kids kind of resist or reject the notion of ever becoming a missionary themselves as a, as an adult, because they've gotten this message of this is, this is the high and mighty way to live. Like this is the best thing you could do with your life, you know, or the most important thing you could do with your life when we're focusing too much on the vocation of missionary rather than living out the gospel mm-hmm. and wherever you are in the world. Um, I think that's really important for us to, for us to note. 
Do you have any shout outs? Do I have any shout outs? Um, I want to give a big shout out to the girls varsity soccer team this year. Um, they came in first and we won, we won the season. So, um, good effort ladies. You did great. Um, really proud of you guys. And, uh, so glad that you were able to complete the season with a victory. Go Falcons. I have two quick shout outs. One is to Charles Foreman, class of 2004, who reached out to us recently. Always good to hear a fan across the pond. The other is to actually the entire class of 2004, who I just met, uh, one alum who brought their wife through, Jonathan Zub. Excited to see him and hear what he's doing out in New Zealand and all of the other folks who are coming through town that are getting picked up from the airport probably right now, yeah. uh, celebrating their 15th year anniversary of graduating from this wonderful place. And excited to see people make, uh, I think, a 30 to 35 hour flight out here to celebrate with some of their friends. That's so, so great that they were able to do it here. Yeah, it's, it's, awesome. a, it's a testament to, to this place, I think. 15 years. Wow. We, we old. <laughs> I have one more shout out. It's for my mom. Love you, mom. Yep, that's it. So to all our listeners, thanks for taking the time to participate in this growing community we have now surrounding this podcast. Um, it's a real joy to start hearing from you all. And uh, we're excited for the episodes to come. So stay tuned. And we'll catch you next time. <laughs>